Check one, two, check. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Bobcast. With you as always is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Getting up there, almost at episode 300. It's still summertime out. It's about 75 degrees here at Valley Green. Today is Halloween, so I want to say happy Halloween to everybody. Um, it used to be my favorite holiday. I think it was my favorite holiday when I didn't have a child. Now it's definitely Christmas, just because you, you get all the things for, you know, your your son, daughter. And, you know, the, the look on their face, like, it's just, it's so good, you know what I mean? Like, it's such a good time, you know? And, uh, I guess, you know, one of the things I just, I'm reflecting on right now, too, is, like, you know how, like, people, like, uh, go to church, like, on Christmas? And maybe they'll go to church on Easter. They're, like, the two-door people. Like, they only open the door two times a year. Well, like, I was one of those for a long time, you know what I mean? Like, even when I wasn't religious, I was like, even on holidays, I'm like, I got to get up in that church, you know what I mean? Like, it just didn't feel right, you know, to not be in a holy place. Subconsciously, maybe my mind was trying to get my faith back to 100. Am I back at 100? No, I'm like, you know, 91, which is pretty good right now. And uh, I used to think that, um, you know, Christmas was the main event in that book that I, I just finished, The Jesus I Never Knew, they were talking about at the end. Like, if you think Christmas is the main event, you got it backwards. That's just the beginning. The main event is Easter and the resurrection. In fact, the resurrection is the is the thing, you know what I mean? It's not the bunny. It's not the eggs. It's not the chocolate. Who knows how that got, like, down the, the pike, you know? I do know that uh, for today, on Halloween, that the pumpkins, the jack-o'-lanterns, were originated by the Irish, so you could thank your Irish ancestors. Hi, I'm Irish. So you could thank me for the pumpkins, the jack-o'-lanterns. I think the dude's name was Jack, too. I didn't look into it too much because, you know, I don't have a computer in front of me. I'm just using my brain right now. Using my brain and the trails out here. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, the main event is, you know, the resurrection, right? Like, and I used to, like, not think about that. You know what I mean? Now I think about it all the time. You know what I mean? Because it's like I've got purpose. You know what I mean? And, like... I, I just, I can't stop, I, I'm looking forward to like, uh, in two weeks I get back in the church band, and the worship team, I miss it, man, you know, I was, I was contemplating today, it's like, you know, my career, right, my job that I've been talking to you guys about, the thing that, like, tethers me to another physical location for 40 hours a week so I could spend 48 hours with my loved ones, that's what I'm talking about, that job, right? My wife texted me the other day, and she was like, yeah, I'm volunteering over here, and I wish this was my main job, and I thought to myself, what would be my main job now? Like, what do I want to do? Play in the worship band, you know, start a worship band, because it's like, I'm no longer tethered to the, uh, thing I like about, like, worship and religion is, like, it doesn't really need social media, and you think about that for a second, like, I mean, like, worship, I should say worship music, you know? Like, it doesn't need to have a social media following because, really, it plays out in the room. And, like, that's what I'm all about, man. Like, I've always been all about that. Leave it all on the floor, you know what I mean? Leave it all up on the stage. And, uh, you know, I was a big believer in the live performance when I was coming up with Downtown Harvest. I was a big believer in the short eight-song set list that just rips, and then you get off and you want them to have more. Lead singer Tom, he saw it the other way. He's like, let's do 16. He was like Bruce Springsteen. And I'm like Bruce Willis. Let's get in. Let's get out. Die hard, you know? And, uh, you know, it worked. It worked for the for the time being. I thought it was, you know, good time. But now I'm on a, a kick. Can't wait to get back into it. But let's get back to the main topic. We covered quite a bit there in the opening minutes. 
it's Halloween, right? So it's a spooky time, okay? All the summer weather's gone. I think the temperature's going to be down the 50s when you're out there trick-or-treating. Last year, it rained. Last year, I was Johnny Depp. I wore a whole bunch of rings. I wore a suit, put my hair back in a really high top knot ponytail, wore sunglasses, and just looked, you know, you know, bored, confused. I had a lot of drawings to do that night, you know? It was the courtroom, Johnny Depp, and it was fun. I had a great time. Um, I can't remember exactly what my wife was, but we just celebrated our uh, 12-year anniversary. It's accomplishments, you know, we went away. It was fun. Hey, how are you? Hi, good. Good. And uh, so Halloween, right? I mean, you're going out trick-or-treating no matter what, the weather. Who cares? I'm going, you know what I mean? I got to do it for my kid. Got to do it for the memories. He's a creeper from Minecraft. I really don't know what that is. But I plan on doing research and I plan on painting my face similar to something that exists within the Minecraft world because I've never been a fan of a mask. Especially when you got an expressive face and you got like a huge forehead. Have you ever noticed that like most actors, the ones who are like, you know, got the longevity careers, massive foreheads. Take a look at John Travolta's forehead and look who's talking. It's massive, okay? All of them. They got the, the five head, you know, that's me, five head. Maybe six head, I don't even know. Like if I had short shaved hair, who knows what's next. But I've always loved Halloween. I've always loved uh, the element of like dressing up and utilizing the element of make-believe, right? Hey, who doesn't, I, I guess some people don't even know how to do it anymore, but like I am fortunate that w at the drop of a hat, I can just go right into that fantasy world, start thinking of something to create. I can just podcast and, you know, I mean, like some people, um, you know, the idea of them uh, talking freely and like not uh, having a script frightens them. I was talking to a student today who was, terrified of speaking publicly and I was like dude I I wish I could give you like you know just a taste of what it's like when you get up there and command the presence of the room there is no quite there's quite there's no feeling like it I mean performing on stage like uh is the same thing kind of you use your instrument as almost like a voice and you you're taking a leap that others are scared to do you're getting up in front of others and something about that when you get up in front of others and you put it out there all on the line. We love it, dude. We love it in sports. We love it in music. We love it in pop culture. We love it. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, Halloween. I was thinking, how could I do this podcast today? And I was thinking, the top three scariest things that's ever happened to me in my life. I think we've covered this before, but there's a lot of new listeners. So let's go from, let's go from three to number one. And uh, as soon as I got to this part where I just said something out loud. I forgot my train of thought, so bear with me. The leaves are falling right now, making a blanket of brown and yellow. It truly is lovely. Oh uh, yeah, number three. Coincidentally, two of the stories that I'm about to tell you take place in the same general area, and it's the area I'm walking in right now, which is creepy, and that's the Fairmont Park area. This story... I guess this is the only this is the only non-supernatural thing to happen to me in my life that scared me so bad because I thought we, we were goners, you know what I mean? Like the the feeling that you may leave this planet any moment had crossed my mind and I was a young man. It was the year 1995, I'm going to say, or 1996 uh, being that lots of my friends got their licenses, right? And for some reason, me, Mike Flacco and Dan Nero Two guys that I only talk to maybe like once or twice a year now, but we still stay in touch, you know. 
both interesting people in their own right if you know them. I was in a band with Mike Flacco called Fats way back in the day with two T's. Uh, Dan Nero was an amazing artist who never really let himself shine in that area until later in life when he became like a wood carver. And like he would he, he would like post these videos of him like making bowls and like it's it's amazing really when you watch somebody carve something out of wood. It is art in my opinion, you know. So like we're in a car with a girl named Sue and a girl named Lisa. And these two girls were older than us. For some reason, like we always had like older girls around us and we were younger. I mean, this was a 90s thing. I mean, Bam Margera dated somebody, I think that was like eight, nine years younger than him. It was a thing in the 90s and like it's forgotten about until I was thinking about these stories today. Like what was they doing with these older, I think they were like out of high school too, you know, like 18, 19 years old. And we were, okay, we were coming back from the city and we were going to go smoke blunts down on, um, now if you're coming back from Henry Ave and like there's like this main entrance point to Valley Green where you can go eat at the restaurant, the inn they call it, right? So like this, this thing, right, was like our spot. We'd go there and we'd walk up this hill to this like um, canopy section that was covered that you could see the whole area. Because back in the 90s, dude, there wasn't medical marijuana at every street corner, okay? If you were smoking marijuana, you ran the risk of going to jail, becoming a, uh, a danger to society. And we're talking about nickbags, you know what I mean? Like blunts back in the day of just the worst chemically sprayed marijuana you've ever come across. It was terrible. So we were coming here to do it because we were scared to do it, like, you know, in the car and be, you know, irresponsible. We wanted to go somewhere safe. And we also like talking. And it was the 90s, man. A lot, of, a lot of our activities was standing in circles smoking cigarettes, you know? And, like, that's what we did. So we were coming here, right? And if you go to that restaurant, you recall, right when you get down to the bottom of that hill, there's, like, this, um, like, little turn to the right, right? It's a, it's a hill that brings you down. It's like a covered bridge that is a creek, right? And we've done this so many times. Once you get down this little embankment... You get down onto the main trail. They call it Forbidden Drive because it's forbidden to drive on there. Because back in the day, you used to be able to drive your car from like Henry Ave all the way up here to Lafayette Hill. Like on this one magnificent stretch with like all this beautiful land. Once the Schuylkill was uh, created, they were like, nah, you know, we can go that way. But imagine though if this was still open because it would be a, I guess they got Henry Ave so it's good. But whatever, listen to me here, okay? It was winter time when this went down, okay? It was winter and it was cold, okay? And it had just, it had snowed like about four or five days ago, a lot, like maybe like 14 inches. And the temperature had gotten so high that some of that snow had started to melt. But we weren't thinking anything of it. It was just a cold, frigid night. There was no, you know, uh, there wasn't a single flake in the air. We weren't worried about anything, right? But the temperature had gone above freezing. So we were coming down this hill. I hear the driver scream, and the scream is the scream that I was talking about where you're seconds away from death, okay? She screams, she slams on the brakes, I look. And when I look, we are sliding down this embankment on ice, blanket sheet of ice, into Forbidden Drive, which is completely flooded with raging waters from the creek here, you know what I mean? All the snow had melted, and all the snow had melted and created like, you know just an abundance of like raging water, dude. So me and Mike Flacco and Dan, I, I can't remember 
who jumped out, but I jumped out of the car and I went to the front, right? And talk about like, an, I'm only like 16. I think when you're 16 and your adrenaline, like, like your adrenaline spikes, like you, it, it's way more intense just because now you're used to it, you know it. But in the beginning, you don't ever have these situations pop up. You know what I mean? I went straight into like, you know, uh, Bill Bixby mode that I'm going to push this car up the hill. So me, Flacco and Dan, we go to the front of the car. The driver, Lisa, has it in reverse. She's flooring it, right? And it's just the wheels are spinning, 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 spinning. And, and then at one point, the car, like, lurches forward, dude. And we're like, oh, my God, dude, are we going to go into this, you know, this abyss? Because then the car's ruined. It's freezing. There's a good chance that, you know, we'd get arrested, you know what I mean? Like, all sorts of stuff is happening. And it's not working, man. The car is getting inches from the abyss. And that's when it happened, dude. I don't know how, but somehow or another, to the grace of God, we pushed that thing just a bit, caught a little bit of non-ice road. And the next thing you know, Lisa was on her way back up the hill. And afterwards, man, like, do you ever have, like, something like, like, like you're in a car accident, God forbid, and that, like, adrenaline taste in your mouth? So hard to come down from it. I was scared, you know. I was scared because I didn't want my friends. It was the first time I felt like I was going to die. You know what I mean? And that's terrifying. Not so terrifying if you got faith, though. But hey, on to number two here on the Halloween special, the Bobcast. I had to think very hard about this one because I'm trying to think. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to say that this is probably number two. All right, so number two takes place in the year 2000, 2017, I'm 37 years old, and I'm an assistant for a first grade class at the Plumbers Union Friends School, okay? And I'm working in a new building that was uh, erected a few years prior that was brand new, you know what I mean? State-of-the-art classroom, beautiful library, beautiful elevator, beautiful bathrooms. In the morning, kids are really hard to get going. You know what I mean? They need, they need some time to, you know, get the, you know, the crazies out. They need some time to get themselves, like, you know, in a mood to learn, in a mood to, you know, get educated, you know? So a lot of times in the morning, I let them draw, and then I make sure that they all went to the bathroom before we started class because you don't want somebody raising their hand and be like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I gotta go to the bathroom. Remember we used to call it the lavatory back in the 90s when we thought we were slick? You know? Let me go to the lab. What? But, um, so basically, like, what I'm trying to say to y'all is this. is like, man, I got nine text messages. Let's see here, my wife. What time do you think you'll be home? I love these text messages. Because I never know. Uh, let's say 4.30 today. So, I'm sorry, there's some dead air there. That's the first time in a while. All right, so here, here we go. I'm teaching at the French school, right? You got to let these kids go to the bathroom, like I said, because, you know, you don't want your class getting interrupted, dude. You want to have some flow. You want, you know, no pound word there, but, yeah, you want to let them pee. You know what I mean? So, I'm in the hallway. There's a bathroom that the teacher's monitoring in the classroom. You know what? It's going to get loud because we're at Bell's Mill, so I'm going to pause because I don't want you to miss the story. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's not Halloween, okay? Surprise, surprise. I'm recording this on October the 27th. Yes, it's Friday. It's like quitting time, you know, so everybody's on the road. And 
you would think that it's a jovial time for most when it's Friday, like Funky Friday on 88.5, but lots of people, they're, they're such in a rush to get home, and you can see it in their eyes right now as they approach. Some are just miserable. Some don't even want to spend time with their family for the next couple of days. Some are probably going home because they've got their fix back there. They either got their alcohol, stimulants, whatever. You know, maybe they want to go home and, like, cuddle with the dog. I've been doing that a lot in the morning with my golden lab. She's a big dog, right? So it's like a full-size human being. And, uh, you know, I cuddle up with her. And, God, it drops my, like, uh, rage levels to all-time lows. You know, I feel good with it. Yeah, let me tell you something real quick, too, because we're still up in this traffic, and it may take me a second to get across. Um, thank you. Uh, this girl uh, flirts with me all the time at work, and I just, I never, like, you know, I'm a married man. I just don't, you know, I don't engage. She tells me today she's leaving, so I shake her hand, right? And she goes to me, ew, Robert, your hands are so soft. Why? And uh, I, I, I instantly realized her attraction to me was gone, and I thought it was funny. And I was like, oh, that's because I use my brain, not my hands, and, you know, I'm intelligent, and, uh, you know, I didn't want to diss people who are in manual labor trades because I kind of wish I was doing that now instead of waiting till I don't even want to talk about it but hey let's get back to the main topic here on the podcast so I'm letting the kids go to the bathroom right it's a regular old day it's uh, definitely like fall time because I remember I was wearing a flannel and there was definitely leaves on the ground outside and um, it gets to be the end of the line and I always you know Wait to the last because I want to be the last one going into the room to shut the door to make sure the door is like locked. You, it was never locked from the inside, but all classrooms at that time were being locked from the outside for safety precautions, you know. And I did that every morning, right? And kid leaves the bathroom, and uh, I think that's the end of the line. And I knock on the door. There's no anybody in there. I say, anybody in there? There's nobody in there, right? So I open the door just a bit. Anybody? And then like as soon as they look in there. I see a little girl with her hand raised, reaching for paper towels. A couple other details that I'll remember for the rest of my life. There was like a white cloth look to her. It was a little dirty. It had an old school look to it. And her hair was like dark, not greasy, but shiny, you know. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. And I shut the door. And as soon as I shut the door, I was flooded with just fear. And like, I, I, it's par- I don't even know how to describe it. And I opened the door, there's nobody there. And, you know, I had to go back in and be with first grade. You know what I mean? I had to be with a bunch of seven and six-year-olds. I don't want to scare them, you know what I mean? Especially when it's like Halloween time, you know? Spooky, spooky, very spooky. Watch out, it's a scared B.O.B. Sorry, I was out of tune. But, you know, hey, I'm not a singer. So check this, right? So I, I keep it to myself, right? I keep it to myself, but at recess, which is about two and a half hours later, I bring it up to another teacher. And at that time, I had to get it out. So I, wrote, I drew what I saw on paper. And I was like, look, check this out. And I had it like on a folded piece of 8 by 10 printer paper. And I drew it in pink ink, I remember. And it was spot on, right? As soon as I handed it to her, dude, she froze. And I, I could see the, the hand trembled, the paper trembled. And I was like, what's up? And she was like, you got to come to my room after school. And that's all she said. And like, now I got to wait another, what, four hours for this, like, you know, 
plot twist. So I get down there and she shows me a bunch of drawings that her one student, who she describes as being, you know, uh, special. The drawings are exactly the same as mine. And this child has been saying that she's been seeing this little girl every day. That frightened me. Uh, I also felt, <coughs> excuse me, that day immense sadness, like tremendous sadness. And it was almost like a sadness of me. Um, like at the time, I remember I was watching like, uh, there's this film called Grave Encounters. I was watching, like, I was into like ghosts at the time in my life. And like, you know, I think I was, I, I participated in a couple uh, ghost hunts, if you will, you know? So I was into it, you know what I mean? And like, I was like, I, I think at one point, like maybe I was just, I didn't respect it enough. And I remember feeling like sad for the girl and I felt just so compelled to like never mock anything that has to do with that again. And I swear to you, ever since then, it's, it's been the exact case. Like I don't even enjoy watching those shows anymore. But interesting enough, I, you know, asked a couple other people, some seniors who had worked there for a while with tenor. And they told me a story when they built that rock wall around the school, which is like a you know, really old school stone wall that you don't see built no more. Some little girl was playing near the construction and this little girl must have hit some, some sort of rock and she was crushed to death. And that's who they think I saw. So that's number two here on the Bobcast Halloween special. It's weird. It was like sunny here for a bit. And now it's like back to being cloudy, which it was all Friday. All right, Halloween special. Here we go. Number one, most terrifying thing that ever happened to me occurred the year that Independence Day came out. I believe that's 1997. I can't be sure. But I'd seen the film with my parents. We enjoyed it. And I never saw a film like that. I think the thing that was the lure was it was an alien film where the aliens were completely bad. You know what I mean? Like before, I mean, there's other films, but at the time, I think there were so many films that were like, Aliens are your friends. Hey, let's watch Galaxy Quest. They're our friends. Hey. No, it's fun when they're scary. You know what I mean? And I loved Independence Day because, one, Will Smith was on the top of his career. Uh, like an amazing, like, you know, uh, decade there for him after he leaves the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, you know? I'm sorry, I'm taking a picture of some mushrooms I found here growing. Wow. They are really, really pretty. Crazy. All right, so, yeah, Independence Day comes out. It's the year 1997, and it's summertime, and my friends want to go see it. And I'm like, I'll go see it again, because, you know, it was amazing. Now, ooh, let's see. Am I still recording? Yes, I'm still recording. Uh, you guys remember Andorra Shopping Center? It's still there, but back in the day, that L.A. Fitness was a movie theater. And that movie theater housed some of my favorite memories from my childhood, saw Ace Ventura there, I saw tons of stuff. I saw Independence Day there twice, okay? So basically, uh, we go see the film, right? It's me, my friend Topher, Wack, and my friend Didgeridrew. I know, got some weird names from my boys, but what you gonna do? I got one name called Bob, one syllable spelled backwards, same thing, means rice in Korean. Bobby Rice, that's me. So here we go. So check it out, right? So like we leave the film and we're excited. We're excited, you know, because it's like, you know, 
it's a fun film, you know what I mean? And afterwards, you know, the camaraderie of being in the car, it's the 90s, what are we doing? We're, ro- we're driving around with the window down and we're taking turns smashing mailboxes with, baseball, with a metal baseball bat called the Slugger, okay? The Slugger was uh, my friend TJ's bat that I commandeered. And um, <laughs> commandeered, that's another word you don't hear too much of. I need to commandeer this vehicle. Somebody, like, it's young today, but like, comma who? So check it. Yeah. Why are we doing this, by the way? Because also it's the 90s. There's no social media. There's no way really to get your aggressions out. You know, this was the era of grunge. This is the era when Pearl Jam appears on the cover of Time magazine. And the headliner says, uh, all the rage. We were full of rage. And you know what? I think the media wanted us to be like that. They enjoyed it because it was a marketing thing. They were like, look. Get these kids in flannels quick. Give them a couple packs of camel lights. They'll be on their way. <laughs> and um, yeah, we were on our way, man. And I, I don't take pride in this because look, I don't believe in the destruction of public property, but I also too was a young man who needed to get his aggressions out, you know, his anxieties, his fears, everything. And what would I do? I'd smash these, these mailboxes with a bat. Sometimes they'd explode into splintered wood chips into the air. Sometimes they would be metal and my hands would be hurt for days. But uh, this one particular time, we didn't have the bat, right? So what do you do when you don't have the bat? You use a trash can. You go look for trash night. So we're here in Valley Green, right? At the tip of Valley Green where Bruno's is, you know that road called Andorra Hill Road? If you guys know Julia Sussman, you'll definitely know that road because it housed some of the greatest parties of the... 1990s, the house is gone now, it's become a farm. I went back there and I thought I was a part of the Mandela effect for a second because it's completely wiped. I text her and she was like, this is the first time I've ever seen it, can't believe it. But regardless, we're on that road. And if you know that road, that road is straight out of Sleepy Hollow 2023. You know what I mean? Like, it's spooky, dude. Spooky during the daytime, especially spooky during the nighttime. Now it's a summer night and it had rained. And you all know, like, in the summer, like, when it rains and the humidity, excuse me, I had a yawn. That's the first time ever. You're on the show. You know, we're making lots of, lots of new things happen here, me and you, as we listen to this spooky spooky season i'm climbing up a massive hill too by the way i'm sorry not many podcasts admit to it but i'm admitting to it okay so here we go listen to this okay what happens is i um we're on this road the ground's real hot so it's like a little steamy you know, see some smoke coming up you know when i grab the first trash can i see it's really at the forefront of andorra hill right when you're coming down from the big hill from where the general lafayette inn used to be right I pick it up, there's a whole bunch of shit in it. I lift it high into the air and I see up, I'm like my whole torso out the car, you know? And I see up ahead what appears to be a lovely wooden mailbox. I can tell it's wooden because I can see the planks, you know what I mean? I'm like ready to go. And then, um, then it happened. So, Let me slow down so this way you guys can process it all, right? So I'm out the window. My whole body from my waist up is out. My legs are, you know, I'm I'm kneeing 
in the passenger side car. My friends are in the back seat, okay? What happens is I'm about to throw this trash can when the driver, Topher, swerves to the left, suddenly, like jerks the wheel to the left, so much so that it jarred me completely. I dropped the trash can, and when I dropped the trash can, I heard it skid across the ground. But now I'm completely outside of the vehicle looking down at, at what Topher alluded to, or excuse me, not alluded to, what he avoided in the road. And when I tell you that this scared me so bad that it even scares me now because we don't know the whole detail. So basically I look down, right? He swerves, the trash can goes flying. There's recycling bin shit everywhere, glass breaking, whatever. He swerves and I look down. And when I look down, there is a girl. The girl's probably about five, four. She's dressed in like a very large flannel. It's dirty. The jeans were a little bit baggy. She had dark hair, but she was curled up into like a, uh, she had her knees to her chest and she was holding it. She was like in like a cannonball, a tight cannonball, you know? And we swerved, Topher went back into the lane. And when he went back into the lane, I tr- I'm out the window and I turn and I look at her. She's still laying down, but dude, she screamed, okay? And when she screamed, it wasn't the type of scream that is um, somebody in pain, somebody scared. This was like a supernatural scream. So much, in fact, that I still can't really describe to you what it sounded like, but it was so ear-piercing and so horrifying. One of the passengers in the back seat had a panic attack. He had such a bad panic attack that he asked us to drive him home. And I was pleading with him, no, no, we got to go back. We got to go back. Everyone's panicking in the car except for Topher because he's always just been cool like that, you know. And he's like, all right, I'll take the guy in the back who's having a panic attack to McDonald's, which was way out of the way. So that way he could get picked up there by his dad. And as soon as we dropped him off, I was like, Topher, we got to go back. And we go back, and I never forget coming back down the hill. And when I come back down the hill, you know, I'm scared, dude. I'm real scared because, one, I, I think that we might have hurt somebody, you know? Like, and I don't want that to happen. I'm terrified at that prospect, you know? And I just want to make sure everything's okay, you know? And is the girl okay? Did somebody call an ambulance? Like, this, that, or whatever? So we come down the road. We come up upon where she was. Nothing. Like, absolutely nothing. Then we look ahead about like 10, 15 feet where this like street light is. And underneath the street light is all the smashed glass, bottles, cans, recycling bin items put back into the bin underneath the light. And when that happened, dude, I, I, don't, I think I didn't get out of the car because I was so scared. At one point, I think I was going to get out and Drew might have said something like, dude, get back in the car this could be like a uh setup you know what i mean like they wanted it but you know it just felt spooky and then after that dude i'm like what 16 years old i have over compulsive disorder I, nobody's checking me for that i'm definitely not on meds and dude every day like a clock spinning i'd just be going over the details in my head to the point where i freaked myself out so bad i was checking the police blotter reports i was checking uh you know, reports of a girl checked into a hospital, nothing, dude. And still to this day, we can't explain it. And I really don't have like a special effects, sound effect or anything that could really match just how frightening that scream was because 
that happened, what, more than 25 years ago, and I still hear it in my head. But after that, my uh, reign of private property destruction ended. We got arrested. <laughs> Where I was underage, so I guess you don't really call it arrested. Taken into custody and dropped off to my parents' house by the paddy wagon. We don't have paddy wagons anymore, but paddy, paddy wagon 5.0 back in the day was like a... Like most work vans, there was lots of paddy wagons, like vans that were police cars. They're gone now. But that's it. Yeah, that's the top three scariest things that have happened, I guess, in the physical world. I've had some pretty scary stuff happen in my mind. If you suffer from mental health issues like myself, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But you know what? That's for me, and I'm working through it because I'm going to therapy, taking my meds, exercising, trying to eat right. Sometimes I don't eat right, like the other night, right? I've been pretty good with just eating protein bars for lunch. This, I love this thing. I don't know what it's called. Uh, what's it called? The Perfect Chew. I don't know what it is, dude. 16 grams of protein, 8 superfoods. Makes you feel like a stick of dynamite towards the end of the afternoon when you're like starting to crash. I love it, okay? I love its frequency. I love its potency. I love it all. But yeah, I ate the crap. And I had ice cream, pistachio, almond, ho, ho, ho. You know, and the thing that's wild is like my little brother, he's seven years younger than me. We were having a conversation the other day and he was asking me about like stomach issues, you know. And it was right around that time when I was like, one, I got to lose weight. I lost like 40 pounds and everyone was like, oh my God, you look like you're dying. Thank you for the compliments. Then um, I got on medication because I had the worst acid reflux in the world, you know. It happens when you get older. So if you're old like me and you got a lot of issues and you can't solve them all by going to CVS, make sure you tune in each week to a new episode of the Bobcast. My name's Bob. Happy Halloween.